I binged Netflix quarterback series over the weekend, which featured Marcus Mariota's side of the story about his departure from Atlanta. We'll talk about it, as well as where Desmond Ritter ranks among the NFL starting quarterbacks and talk about how we got some good news about Kyle Pitts' health on today's Locked on Falcons. You are Locked on Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman, a.k.a. Mr. Drew, a.k.a. Sirius Black, and, of course, the very humble host of this illustrious Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta. And we thank each and every one of you that makes this illustrious podcast your first listen each and every day. Make sure you follow in the footsteps of the everydayers by following for free or subscribing on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. So in addition of being the humble host of this illustrious podcast, apparently I'm the humble star of the new Netflix series quarterback, uh, which dropped last week. Finally got the chance to watch it over the weekend. I'll give you my thoughts on it on today's episode, because, you know, if you missed it, you know, there's a couple of sound bites of a certain illustrious podcast host in like episode five talking about, you know, the potential switch from. Marcus Mariota, Desmond Ritter. Oh, and I should also say when we talk about that, I'm going to give spoilers. I don't know if you guys heard, but Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So sorry if you don't want to hear anything about the show, you, you want to go into it completely fresh, by all means. Uh, you kind of know how it all ends. <laughs> uh, but, you know, skip ahead like seven minutes. Uh, but we, we will spoil uh, at least some of the things that come up in the show. But overall, I kind of like the show. Um, you know, not only because it, it features a certain, you know, humble host uh <laughs> I, I i'm still looking for that check netflix and I, I know you're not paying writers and actors anytime soon so you know send that some of that money my way um but you know i think the show did a good job of, of sort of showing the humanity um of, of these guys right for those of you that don't know the show sort of followed and documented uh patrick mahomes kirk cousins and marcus mariota from last season and you know, we all kind of know what they do on Sundays um, and it shows some of that stuff, but it's really about sort of what they do Monday through Saturday. Right. And their lives in the six other days of the week uh, and shining a light on that. And I think if you're interested in that type of stuff, then it's worth your while. If you're if that's not something that you're particularly interested in, then, you know, it's probably not going to be the show for you. But, you know, I, I think mostly the show is you come for Patrick Mahomes, you stay for Kirk Cousins and then. When you need to take a bathroom break, then that's when the Mariota stuff comes on. And that's not meant to be a slight towards Marcus Mariota. It's just the show did not seem that interested in him from my perspective. Um, you know, it does show some stuff about his in-week prep and, you know, sort of his childhood friend who's like his personal chef and, you know, some of the stuff leading up to his daughter's birth but this past de December and obviously his departure from the team. But outside of that, it, it just the show did not seem that interested to him from my perspective i'm very curious for those of you that watched it did you get the same sort of vibe right um you know and, and i'm wondering some of you probably took that personally because as you often do and you know mario was kind of on the back border and sort of my main desire to watch the show was to sort of get his side of the story when it came to the whole knee surgery and quote unquote quitting on the team and all that sort of stuff and i don't think 
my personal opinion, like I got any added context or nuance to that situation. It was kind of the same. It like it it sort of briefly touched upon it and just like I wanted to get my knee surgery, but surgery on my knee. And that's it. And then it's just move on, you know, and it's like nothing, no, no other insight, no other sort of thing about it. And so, like, I think the the, the show was just kind of like, yeah, I guess that happened. Anyway, moving on. What about this Patrick Mahomes? What about Kirk Cousins? And, um, you know, for me, I didn't have a problem with the whole Mario situation then. I don't have a problem with it now. You know, why would I? You know, why would I still be resentful about a thing that happened in December in July? Like, you know, it happened. It is. It's water on the bridge, as far as I'm concerned. I know many of you don't feel that way, um, but you know, my main takeaway from the show was the Mahomes stuff, and really the Mahomes Andy Reid relationship, because that stuff was fascinating. It didn't get as much airtime as I as I personally would like. Like that to me should have been the whole show, right? I want to see the show that's eight hours of Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid stuff. Because like I look at that relationship between those two guys in the same way as I look at some past historic relationships like Bill Belichick and Tom Brady or Bill Walsh and Joe Montana. I fe- I really do feel like the Andy Reid Patrick Mahomes relationship is going to be one for the history books when it comes to the sport. And you know some of the things that they touched upon in the show, like you know Mahomes coming up with plays and Andy Reid sort of you know, like him practicing, you know, all that sort of stuff that they, they do in Kansas City, which is one of the reasons why they're so successful to me was like the most interesting thing about the show. And again, like it only got a few scenes here and there touched upon, but like, that was the thing that to me was, was most interesting. I, I guess my other takeaway is I, I, I probably have a newfound respect for Kirk Cousins as like a person, not necessarily as a quarterback, but like as a person, like he's out there, you know, trying hard, you know, being his sort of Midwestern corny dad self or whatever. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, you know, I see the humanity in you, Kirk Cousins, even if I don't necessarily always respect the, the football player that you are. So uh, I'll, I'll be curious, you know, I already had that relationship with Marcus Mario. <laughs> it was like, you know, I see the humanity in you, Marcus, you know, I, I no, no hate towards you, Marcus. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I felt like I was critical when you, when it, it, it deserved to be. I thought I was praising when it deserved to be last year. N- nothing else uh, needed to be said other than, you know, how dare you, Marcus Mariota, try to be a good father? How dare you? That hurts me. How dare you? That hurt me in, in, in my Atlanta father. No, I'm, I'm joking. Um, but I'll, I'll be curious if this show continues, you know, given the whole situation in Hollywood. I would imagine this is an easy green light for Netflix. Um, it seems like it's, it's, a, it's been a hit. Uh, over the last couple of weeks or days um and you know we'll see if it follows in the same footsteps of most netflix shows which basically you know it gets canceled after two or three years so we'll see how that goes but i'll be curious to see if they continue it this year and they pick new guys to highlight and who those people will be because you know again the monday through saturday stuff is interesting to me you know i don't know if it's interesting to everybody else but you know, the Sunday stuff is cool. Like, I, you know, it was, it was the other thing the show did, I guess I would say is like, it did remind me of certain things that happened. Like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. You know, like the whole Vikings Colts comeback or the Joseph Osai uh, push out of bounds in the AFC champ. Like some of those things like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Like I forgot all about that stuff. And it was just like, yeah, you know, you just kind of move all that stuff out your brain and then it comes back and you're like, oh yeah. You know, the Falcon stuff was still fresh to me. I, I, you know, I, I did go back and think about the, first Panthers game 
where PJ Walker hit the Hail Mary and Eddie Pinheiro uh, missed the uh, PAT. And I was like, yeah, that was a crazy game. Uh, but other than that, like, you know, it was more of the Monday through Saturday stuff that was most interesting to me. But those are my thoughts on the Netflix show. By all means, check it out if you want. We'll continue today's episode talking about quarterback rankings and, you know, some of the other Falcon players that have been ranked at various places, you know, over the last week or so. We'll get into all of that as we continue today's Locked on Falcons. Guys, it's time to take your first swing at betting on Major League Baseball over at FanDuel and you can get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet $20 and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's $200 that you can spend betting on everything from the money line to over the unders to, you know, who's going to win, who the Braves going to smoke this week. And you can even bet on, you know, who's going to hit that first home run, Austin Riley, Orlando Garcia, whoever, right? It's all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you get paid instantly. Who doesn't like getting paid instantly? So there's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today by visiting FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. So continuing with today's LockedOn Falcons, um, it's, it's list season, as they say. It's ranking season, as they say. You know, we got other people got to fill this time during the summer. I, you know, I do so by doing positional breakdowns, talking about third-string roster battles. Other people just rank players, right? And ESPN has been putting out their top 10 positional rankings over the last week. I think they'll wrap up tomorrow with the wide receivers um, on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And we've seen a couple of Falcons pop up on these top 10 rankings. And and these come from talking to various NFL execs. I don't know exactly the number that they talk to to do these rankings. But uh, we've seen a couple of Falcons ranking the top 10 at their various positions. A.J. Terrell was number 10 at the corners. Jesse Bates was number six at safety. Kyle Pitts was number seven at tight end. Chris Lindstrom was number seven among interior offensive linemen. You know, Jake Matthews got votes but didn't necessarily rank in the top 10, nor was he in the sort of each position group has five honorable mentions. So you can make an argument that's the top 15. Um, Grady Jarrett also got votes but also failed to crack that sort of top 15. Um, and you know, I tend to not be too bothered by rankings. Cause again, I don't take any of this stuff personally. Um, AJ Terrell is probably a few spots lower than I probably would have had him. I probably would have had him like seven or eight. Uh, Lindstrom was probably a few spots higher than I probably would have had him. I probably would have like nine or 10, uh, especially when you factor in the centers that were also there, like him being ranked above like Creed Humphrey I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, NFL execs apparently really love Chris Lindstrom. Uh, Kyle Pitts, Jesse Bates were about right where they should be, maybe one or two spots higher or, or lower. Um, you know, I probably would have had Jarrett in the honorable mention. You know, I still think he's one of the top 10 D tackles in the league, but he hasn't necessarily played like that. So I wouldn't necessarily expect these to merit. And the whole point of these is like, this is a reflection of today, not tomorrow and all that sort of stuff or a career achievement award or whatever. So that's fine. Now, the one rankings I do care about, and we will probably talk about for more than you know two minutes on this podcast, is the upcoming athletic quarterback tiers uh, that sort of Mike Sando coordinates, and they talk to like 50 NFL execs and coaches and all that stuff, and they basically rank quarterbacks by the tiers, not necessarily one through 32. Um, and I'll, I'll be very curious to see where Desmond Ritter comes on that list, and that usually drops in one of these last couple of weeks of July, so it may be next week, it may be the week after, um, and so, you know, that will be a ranking that we will probably talk about, you know, on the podcast for at least, I don't know, 
four minutes uh, at, at some point. And so um, I don't expect Desmond Ritter to be high. You know, I'd be shocked if he winds up being higher than like 29 on that list. And frankly, my expectation is he'll probably wind up 31 or 32. Right. It'll probably be him and Sam Howell duking it out for 31 and 32. You know, maybe 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 some NFL execs will give him a little bit more love than Jordan Love. Maybe some will give him a little bit more love than Baker Mayfield. But you throw those the, those four guys plus, you know, the three rookies and a couple of other guys on the list. You know, th- they're going to almost naturally be in the bottom 10 on everybody's rankings lists just because they're the most unproven guys yet in the NFL. And you don't rank you know, players that you don't know, right? Like, for example, like I was hoping uh, in the ESPN rankings, like, you know, Bijan Robinson might get a, a couple of votes. He did not, understandably. He hasn't played a, a snap in football. But, you know, I recall back in 2015 when my co-host, former co-host Alan Sterk and I were doing our positional rankings to fill the summertime back then, I put Todd Gurley in my top 10, right? Because, like, you know, I had a pretty good feeling that Todd Gurley was going to instantly be a star in the league, and, and he was. Um, and so, like, I would probably – I don't know if I would put Bijan in my top 10 running backs, but I figured, like, someone along the lines might vote for him in their top 10 uh, to at least give him a vote. But that didn't happen. But it's, it's all part of the idea that, like, these guys are unproven. Nobody knows about these guys, and that applies to Desmond Ritter, right? And so – Again, I think when Falcon fans see him ranked, you know, 28 or 29 or 31 or 32, you know, there's no reason to take it personally, right? It's just it's just the nature of the beast, right? And I and I also think, you know, I see some Falcon fans, you know, being disrespected by it, but I also see other Falcon fans using that as justification for their sort of anti-Ritter propaganda, right? Which is like, oh, we have one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. And it's like, that's not how rankings work, guys. Right. Like none of that works that way. Like Tua Tagovailo is a great example of this. Now, my personal quarterback rankings, too, is like 17 on my quarterback rankings. But probably on most people's, he's probably somewhere between like 12 and 15. Right. But yet Tua last year was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league last year by certain metrics. Right? He was number one in the NFL in adjusted net yards per attempt. He was number two in the NFL in expected points added per play. He was number five in pro football focuses passing grade. So clearly Tua was one of the five most efficient quarterbacks in the league, regardless of how you measure it. So clearly, based off of his play on the field, Tua should be a top five quarterback, yet no one ranks Tua as a top five for a lot of reasons, right? Some of its schemes, some of its, you know, injury history, some of its arm strength, some of its physical tools, some of it's the fact that he's just a lefty and nobody likes those sinister lefties, right? But then you also have the opposite end of the spectrum where you had a quarterback last year that was in the bottom five in pretty much every efficiency ranking uh, metric, but Yet when you put him on a rankings list, he's probably going to be in the top 10 to 15 of everybody's rankings. And I'm talking about the Browns quarterback, right? He's number 11 on my ranking, my personal rankings. And so like people need to understand that these rankings don't impact what happens on the field. They're not a reflection of what happens. They, they try to reflect aspects of what happens on the field and what you think is going to happen on the field, but they're not a true blue. These are the, this guy is the best quarterback. This guy is, is the worst quarterback, that sort of thing. It's just, how people feel about it's a, it's a subjective measure of how people feel about the quarterbacks. And especially for the guys like Desmond Ritter that have barely played in the NFL or have not played in the NFL, they're not going to get any love. Why would they? Right. So there's no reason to take it personal. There's no reason to use that as part of this, you know, anti Desmond Ritter agenda that, you know, a handful of people out there are pushing. Um, so, you know, I tend to be anti rankings, although I'm not really anti rankings, but I just think, 
it's it's not really or, excuse me it's not really a reflection of what happens on the field and so if you're curious about my rankings we'll, when the athletic drops their quarterback tiers we'll probably do some comparison and contrast for my quarterback rankings on an episode i did mine in early june and for the record desmond ritter was 26 on my rankings that was probably the most favorable i could give him just because like that's a more reflection of what i think desmond ritter can be and will be this upcoming season as opposed to what he has been so far this year uh in his short nfl career uh and again we can go into further detail when we find out how he compares with where he is on that athletic quarterback tiers uh rankings list but that will just sort of wait until that drops before we get too too deep in that but if you if you were curious where desmond ritter was on my quarterback rankings i put him at 26 that was kind of the, the highest i could go so uh, that's it and we'll wrap up today's episode talking a little bit about kyle pitts and some you know quality falcons propaganda so we'll get into all of that on today's locked on falcons so um let's talk a little bit about kyle pitts first uh he he dropped his instagram story um, you know, I, I tend to not follow the social media stuff with, when it comes to the players, but I figured this was pertinent because we've talked about it on the podcast a couple of times over the last uh, several weeks. Uh, he said, no, no pup list for me. LOL, I think is, is sort of the quote uh, he had on the caption that he put on his story. So, you know, shout out to Jim um, who gave us an email. I, I want to say in late June concerned about Kyle Pitts, health status. So it sounds like Kyle Pitts is ready to go. Uh, there was also a video of him running close to full speed. I think it, 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 I wouldn't say he was going hundred percent, but probably he was up there in the eighties and 80%, 90%. So um, I don't think you have to worry about Kyle Pitts's health anymore for anybody who was still worried about that. So that's the good news when it comes to Kyle Pitts. Obviously there was some concern from some folks, not me, not me, you know, but some folks were concerned about, you know, What's going on with Kyle Pitts' knee? Why haven't we seen him in OTAs? Why haven't we seen him in minicamp? Is there, you know, is there a setback or anything like that? So doesn't sound like that's the case. We'll find out officially in two weeks, or no, I'm sorry, a week, when the veterans report in training camp next week on the 25th, I think, is the date. Tell me, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so we'll see about that. But that's that's a promising sign for for all of those people that were scared to death about Kyle Pitts. So. Uh, Jim, you can sleep a little bit easier at night uh, knowing that Kyle Pitts is, is ready to go. Um, last thing I want to say is uh, let's talk a little about another TV show or really a web series, I guess you could say, or at least the first episode of a new web series. Uh, it's Fresh Cuts, right? And this dropped on the Falcons YouTube channel on Sunday. I don't know if it appeared anywhere else prior to that. And it seems like it's basically the Falcons version of The Shop, which came on HBO, The LeBron Show on HBO or whatever. Um, and you know, I don't know how many episodes it will be. I believe it's hosted by Harry Douglas and John Abraham. Um, I'm going to assume that they'll host subsequent episodes, um, as well. And they had John U. Smith and Calais Campbell and Jesse Bates on this first episode. And I, I think it's worth your while, right? Uh, they're talking about why they chose Atlanta, sort of their expectations for the season. And it, it's just, it's, it's just propaganda. And I, I love it, right? It's the best kind of propaganda because you're hearing the players, you know, talk about it it's not some random guy in a black t-shirt uh on on a with a microphone talking about it you know um it's like you know it's much more compelling coming from the players right when they're talking about you know 
why they like the skill position players, why they like the defensive additions, why they are believers in Arthur Smith's coaching ability. Cause you're, you're hearing from Harry Douglas and John o. Smith and talking about when they first met Arthur Smith and sort of the things that he did, you know, as a assistant, a low level assistant in Tennessee uh, years ago that made them believe that like this guy has the potential to be a, a, a great head coach and, and players respect them and all this stuff. Again, it's clearly propaganda. It may all blow up in the Falcons face once they get on the field and all that sort of stuff, but it's the type of propaganda that you love to hear this time of year, right? It's not the usual smoke that you hear where someone comes along and says a thing that you, you say a thing just to say a thing because it sounds good. It's, you know, it's the type of smoke that like actually has, compelling reasons it, it comes from a lot more credible source than some random dude on the internet so that's what i'll say go check it out if you haven't already um if you are you know if you're you're hankering from some quality falcons propaganda and you're not getting it from you know a, a certain illustrious podcast host uh, on a daily basis so go check it out i hope you know we get several more episodes in the coming days and weeks uh you know wherever it's found youtube etc uh so check that out so uh, you, you got some homework to do uh binge quarterback on netflix and you know watch episode one of fresh cuts on youtube so those are my thoughts on that guys that's how we'll wrap up today's episode a little shorter than usual just kind of waiting and seeing you know we'll get the rookies reporting tomorrow i think tomorrow's episode for the uh everydayers We'll talk more about the rookie class. We'll probably do like some superlatives. We'll talk about, you know, which undrafted free agent is most likely to make the team, you know, sort of, you know, who's going to be the rookie that impacts the most on offense and defense, all that stuff, you know, things that you've heard me talk about at various points over the last like two, three months, but, you know, sort of now sort of putting a button on that and getting it all in one episode, summing up, you know, two plus months of content in one episode. Who, who doesn't love that, right? You know, for that person that woke up out of that coma, and like, oh, what's going on in the world? What's going on with my beloved Atlanta Falcons? And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Clearly, I'm losing it. I'm losing steam at the end of today's episode. So that's the plan. I'm also hoping maybe the Falcons will sign somebody before training camp. I don't know if that's going to be this week or at the beginning of next week. We'll see. I'm kind of hoping for that. But in the meantime, you know, as I look to kill time now that I've done all my positional breakdowns and just basically waiting to talk about real football with training camp right around the corner and practices right around the corner. Um, you know, this is a perfect opportunity for you guys to submit your questions, whether they be Netflix, you know, Falcons or football related, you know, you want to talk about Kirk cousins wardrobe. We, we could talk about that. I got thoughts. Uh, you can of course submit those questions via social media. Uh, Facebook and Twitter at Locked On Falcons. You can send an email to lockedonfalcons at mail.com. You can leave a comment here on the Locked On Falcons YouTube channel, or you can hit me up in the Locked On Falcons Discord, a link in the description below. Uh, so check that out, provide that feedback, ask those questions. We'll be back tomorrow with some rookie adjacent content uh, and whatever else the Falcons decide to do. And uh, that's it, guys. For continue to make Locked On Falcons your first listen. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast. Find out the latest DeAndre Hopkins signed with the Titans. You want to get more insight into that? Locked On NFL, Locked On Titans is the place for that. You want to get more insight into the franchise tag and why Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley, none of those guys got paid, and why certain guys like Evan Ingram got paid. Of course, Locked On NFL, 
locked on Jaguars, locked on, you know, you know where to go, right? Just locked on whatever you're interested in. There's a podcast for it. All part of Locked On Podcast Network, guys. Also, check out Locked On Sports Atlanta, right? Jarvis is back, right? ATL Day One's hitting hard. John Chuckery, Locked On Braves, Locked On Bulldogs, all that and more. So check it out. All part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every stinking day.